This is the Greyhorn Pagans Podcast. Here we talk everything paganism, hedonism, witchcraft, mystery, and mythology. Sit back, relax, open your minds, and let us take you back to the days of our ancestors. Welcome to the Greyhorn Pagans Podcast. should do it can people yes 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 okay let's see is this going well yeah awesome okay because now we're actually live i thought it was live already but i've just been talking to myself i guess um Let's share this all around. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, welcome everyone to this edition of the Rayhorn Pagans podcast. Um I'm doing it live on YouTube through StreamYard at the moment. I thought it was, you know, fun for a change. Use StreamYard. Um, I know that my good friend and fellow tribesman, Raven, uses it. A lot of podcasters use it. Um, And it's a lot easier with, uh, with live comments and such. So, yeah, welcome everyone. Uh, Today I am going to be talking with the King of Cups himself. Um, I have sent him the invite. He should be joining us shortly. Sorry. I was supposed to go live with Joshua, uh, Joshua Fortini. Um, Unfortunately, due to weather circumstances in Florida, um, can't make it. So, So that podcast for now has been postponed um we are going to need to reschedule that still um that was going to be on the uh on the mythology of dwarves elves little people little mythological beings little mythological creatures um Sorry, just need to put my phone on silent. Um, I don't want it buzzing all over the place, and I guess I should keep my mouse silent as well. 
Um, but yeah, that will still come. That podcast will still uh, will still happen. Uh, just a little later than um, than in uh, than our intent was. Uh, let's see. He has read it. Okay. Well, guess. Um, yeah, I guess we're just gonna have to wait a bit. Um, I'll start introducing our guest. <clears throat> he is the King of Cups himself, Chris Druitt. Chris, um, my fiance, the, the three of the Greyhorn Pagans, came up with a uh, great idea uh yes yeah. hey sorry i took me a minute i don't have a permanent setup for my computer or anything i use um, my laptop so i i have to set everything up before every show <laughs> okay no i i get it i mean i'm just i'm doing it on a improvised desk and to have kind of a fancy background i have like a um not a knockoff galaxy lamp in the background <laughs> because i'm i'm too poor to afford an actual galaxy lamp <laughs> but hey uh welcome and thank you for uh thank you for coming on um it's uh unfortunate that i had to uh, have to reschedule the other podcast but um can't risk it right now with everything going on in florida so yeah that's i hope um josh and i know some of our spider friends are also located in florida i hope they're all safe and well we hope everyone in uh, in florida is safe and well of course um yeah so uh introduce yourself first to the people who may not know you yet and then um what's it what's it gonna be uh what's it gonna be tonight um okay that's um well i'm chris or king of cups um is my moniker for a lot of things um you probably heard me on the great home podcast um pagan podcast before on the ragnarok discussion yep and um i also frequent um the weaving spiders welcome i'm actually wearing our custom designed shirt right now oh nice yeah designed by um alanmarcus.com nice are you are you selling those um yeah we have um a few designs on our redbubble shop oh okay um I need I need to get myself one. Yeah, so they're they're nice. I just decided since I was going to be on here, I was like, I might well wear my weaving <laughs> spider shirt. Hey, yeah, no, no, um, awesome. awesome. Yeah, uh, so I do weaving spiders. I have my own channel. I'm on RSV called King of Cups. Um, right now, all my videos are over movie and TVs, but I'm I plan to be branching out in the near future as well 
Um, but yeah, that's um, kind of I was talking to you about getting on tonight is talking about um, the overall the the magic of of Hollywood, if you will. Um, it's something that I've been interested in myself for a long time. I grew up um, wanting to be a director. That's what I went to school to do. Was I got oh, a film cool. degree? Um, I even when I was like eight years old, I was with the the, the family camera and I was like doing <laughs> these scenes and making videos and with my sister and acting acting out and you know creating all these things and I also um, really enjoyed watching the behind the scenes. That was my favorite thing. Even back when it was this VHS, I would um, wait till after the credits because that was when the bonus features would play. I would always, and I, when it was DVDs, I would always get the the multi um, DVD sets and I would watch the commentary and all the behind the scenes, all the creation of these things. I really wanted to know how it worked. Um, and then as I grew up, I, you know, I did, I did things like theater and I got my degree and everything. I was also pushed into a more of a spiritual path in my personal life. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of, kind of conflicting ideas, um, because I, I realized how dark Hollywood can be. Um, oh, yeah. and, and we're not and, just talking. We're not just talking horror movies or movies where the occult plays a uh, a big role in. Like we're talking, yes, Hollywood, um, the behind so, the scenes that they don't show you. Yeah, and so I, I um, I kind of left my, my, my fascination with movies and stuff behind for a little while, um, but thanks to. The Weeman Spiders group. I've been kind of getting back into it, and I've been working on what beginning today would be the introductory of the notes of um, kind of expo exposing in a way of the the, the magic that they do. Um, mm -hmm. I refer to it. You, you'll hear me say this word going into the show is hypersidral. I really like that word. When I talk about movies and videos, I, I call them hypersidrals. Um, the videos I um, make with um, alanmarcus.com for Weem Inspires are really long intros and everything, all the stuff that we do. We refer to them as hypersidrals because we're acknowledging um, the magic in them. And when we create them together, we end up finding a lot of synchronicities ourselves. Um, so we know that there's, there's magic in them. So we're not shying away from that fact. Um, well, yeah, nor, nor should you shy away from it because um, magic, whether it just be, you know, the, the magic of, you know, going to the theaters and seeing a blockbuster movie, like that's kind of magic already um like just creating a a movie well when all those moving parts have to come together just right is already kind of magical and then you have um well like i said the the behind the scenes that you that they 
they don't show you the uh, the agendas that they're they're pushing out the yeah the sigils that they're showing you the sigil uh, sigil magic and unfortunately it's not um, it's not all light and love so to speak um, no no it's not and what it's for me what's interesting is a lot of the magic seems to stem from um, a lot of the Judic and pagan um, roots of you know the the every every culture has their type of you know shamanism and and ma magic and how they describe it um, but it's it's interesting to me because it seems like a lot of the the terms and the way they go about it in Hollywood seems to be a lot from from the pagan Judic side of things. Yeah, not just Hollywood itself. The, the name Hollywood is um, is what the Druids used. You could say that's where the the Druids made their uh, made their ones off, made their ones out. It's um, you know the the Hollywood, the holy wood, yeah. if you will. So just the fact that um, that that whole city basically where all that stuff happens in los angeles the city of angels city of fallen angels more like it um like that already says a lot that that really speaks on the um on the intent already yeah is. also the if they was naming after any type of wood or tree which already is judic in it in its roots because you talk about trees that's that's a very northern thing right yeah. um to begin with um well um you also got to look around that area i mean no one really knows where it looked like you know hundreds and hundreds of years ago but in our modern times how many um um holly trees do you see in LA, it's all palm trees. So yeah. why didn't they call it like palm wood or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the, for, you know, for in what city it is in and uh, the kind of weather, indeed, it would be a lot better. You know, what does, what does a holly tree have to do with, well, the, the tropics, basically, you know, what does it have to do with like tropical coastal regions and, like I'm, I'm sure in in the states you'll you'll find some holly trees here and there, but um, like if you go by the, like even just back to the the native spirituality, uh, for example, um, that's why that's why also why I really want a kili here. Um, sorry, the the fruit. She cut that out. She doesn't want me to name her full name. Um, but she knows a lot more about about that. But yeah, trees are and um, they are very much a a northern pagan thing, like Norse Germanic. Um, you know, the Yggdrasil, the which is you know the the tree of life and the the the, the world tree. Um, oak trees are very important, especially in um, in Nordic uh, for the Nordic roots, of course. Um, even like Odin created mankind out of a ash and elm tree. 
So yeah, like do, do not underestimate how important trees are just in magic, not, not even just in paganism, but in magic and magic practices. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, I just got sent today, um, our good friend who I think has been on a episode previously with me, um, Joshua, the branch, the other Joshua. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he, he sent me this thing cause we have some projects coming up, um, soon. Um, one of them, um, being a, um, we recording this in December, um, a, a cult breakdown of, um, Pinocchio and Pinocchio is made of wood. So we've been, we we're going to be touching oh. on the magic of wood and oh, yo, that's a good in, one. in that. Um, so he, he sent me this thing today, which was not so related, but also kind of adjacently related. Um, mm -hmm. apparently, um, there is, um, conflict with Black Panther, um, the, the Marvel movie, because there is, is, um, a, a native, um, hidden, slightly almost hidden, but they also kind of re revealed themselves tribe, um, of, of mystic seers, um, who have some type of ritual that, um, they say that, um, Disney and the director of Black Panther stole and put it in the movie and how Black Panther oh. gets his, his powers and some of the, the ways they show it. And there, so there's, there's conflict saying, Hey, you know, this is our private culture. We yeah. let certain people in and now you're, you're letting it out, which is very, um, whether how much of that is true um, in that incident is kind of besides the point for me. Um, when I when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that that <laughs> that's very in line with what Hollywood does, right? Yeah, they they have a tendency to just take things and run with it, and like asking permission. No. No, we're just we're just gonna do it. Like we have, you know, ten thousand ten thousand dollar an hour lawyers. You know, they'll they'll fix it, or otherwise we'll do, you know, other stuff, and uh, um, which is not as good. Um, but yeah, what 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 came to my mind? Uh, if we're, like we're talking about um, wood, and you you mentioned Pinocchio, another um movie series which is very popular and was very uh revolutionary um toy story you know it was the first kind of um was i believe it was the first full length computer animated movie yeah and the the main character is called woody you know there yeah. you have your you're played really by Tom Hanks, who is um, related to Walt Disney, um, and there is rumors that Walt Disney's lineage goes um, is the same lineage of Abraham Lincoln. Oh wow! Okay, there, those people that have have been trying to 
link all that together, which is kind of, again, besides the point, but it's, I think it's interesting <laughs> to note that when we, we're talking about the, these Hollywood, you know, um, elites, if you want to call them that, when they're not really elite in, in any sense. Um, no, but they, 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 they like do, to think they are. Yeah, they do follow, going back to the whole tree thing, if a, a lineage, a bloodline uh, following someone's family tree, right there's yeah there's something in that for them yeah and that's that's the thing we uh we already mentioned in the um, in the tribe as well that like there are so many like just actor families um or you know like ben, ben affleck his younger brother is an actor you have um the franco brothers of course um and like just just in the entertainment industry alone so many you know families and siblings and you know i think like best best example would be like the jackson family just you know think of what just the jacksons like as a as a group as the jackson five and individually have done for music have have done for the uh, for pop music for the music industry yeah. It's it's another sure. another side of entertainment, but also kind of coming out of Hollywood. Yeah, um, to kind of tease my Pinocchio video, we're going to be talking about um, MJ Michael Jackson a bit because um, all I'll say on it is, you know, his the the thing with um, his his skin changing colors um, is is just like the the wood of flesh in pinocchio those other connections huh but that is one little teaser if if you want to know more about that definitely check out oh. my future pinocchio's story oh um, i i i will for sure <laughs> i will for sure it's and... yeah it's, it's gonna be great um but yeah um also not only are are they familiar of um familiar lineages but also they um they're all starting to look the same and you know, i i call um the um the way um so a lot of the, the female act actresses are starting to look i call it i call it the lioness face um just the the curves of of like the, their noses and yeah the, the, just their facial features how they all starting to look um is very um very lioness to me um and you know that's when you get on the whole side of thing are, are some of them clones right i was you just have, i was um, just thinking that yeah a, a really fun example for me is that will smith movie gemini man when it's his is yeah. an actor playing a younger version of himself of a will and then will playing the, the you know the the older version but the actor who's playing the younger version they cgi'd and they had an ai scan of will's face from his like um fresh prince days and then digitally removed the guy's face and put a younger version of will's face on it so you can have a younger real face off of yeah a, of the older will smith uh face off but digital yeah. yeah and you know we um cheney of 
um, Weaving Spiders mentioned this on a recent episode um, in our discussion, how everything, just like how we're talking now, it's it's great, but also we're, we're trying to use these cameras as mirrors, which we'll be probably talking about mirrors in a little bit since we're talking about mm. movie screens. Yeah. Um, we're, we're looking at not just other people, but ourselves through them, and we also um, are seeing the, the stars through them. And you know, they're, they're getting all these um, physical makeup done for their movies and all their interviews and stuff, but they're also getting digitally enhanced now, of course, and genetically yeah. enhanced and all that. And then when we see ourselves, we're like, oh, we don't match that. So then we use these Instagram filters and Snapchat filters and everything to um, make ourselves look a, a certain way to make yeah. us look more like them. Because everybody, um, like every man wants to look like Brad Pitt and every, you know, every woman wants to be like whatever sex symbol they're, they're pushing forward nowadays. You know, everybody wants to be, you know, that, that man, everybody wants to be that woman. You know, it's, it's what we compare ourselves to, whether we like it or not. And yeah, like just Instagram filters, Snapchat filters, that's. I mean, it's still not okay, but that's still pretty minor. Some people will actually go as far as to to have plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery. You know, spent hundreds of thousands just to like just to look like that person. I mean, in in no way will they ever, you know, like be a clone or be be a be a twin. But you know, that's what they're. What they're striving for that's their ideal it's it's their god even you could say yeah that's i had in my note here i could uh i'll i'll say it now though um you know we we call them stars for a reason you know and a lot of um hollywood also derives some um very um um, astrological senses um, and one of the and that's one of the ways we um, why we call them stars and I always think of um, the idea of rewriting stars um, and uh, Rachel um, who um, you know is part of, of, of the tribe and everything who's been on multiple episodes before on a recent spider she was um talking about how you know every culture has um a different animal or different way of looking at a constellation it still has the same properties but yeah. maybe they have a different animal you know before the i'm a cancer before a, a crab it used to be seen as a turtle and you look at okay. you know you look at a crab and a turtle and they're very very similar. Um, yeah, and, in a way, yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, and so you, you um, her, um, her point was, um, if we can understand um, these these archetypes, then we can um, we don't have to use the same ones that. Um, you know that Hollywood and all of 
all of them NASA wants to, you know, um, tell us to use. And we can, you know, look at the constellations and think of our own, our own name or find a, we can even find yeah. an older name that, you know, we haven't used in forever that may be relevant again, right, of, of using or something. Um, and I, the, the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, we're, we're not looking at the, the sky anymore for the stars and then the naming of the stars. We're looking at the, the stars on the screen to, you know, those are the stars yeah. we're looking at that to, you know, in ancient times, we would um, look at the stars for, for guidance, but now we're looking at the, the, the movie stars as a guidance. Um, yeah. And that's how they're re, um, rewriting the stars. If they're not rewriting the ones up there, they're rewriting them by literally changing what we focus on. Like, by as, trying to get them to em, embody these archetypes. Yeah, so bring, bringing it from up high, from the, you know, the divine, bringing it down low to the physical and all, you know, the, the as above, so below. So, but then, yeah, no, that's yeah. a, that's a good, that's a good one. Like, as, and that's, I think that's another thing why, um, and I, I highly disagree with it, but you know, why so many actors and musicians and whatever, why they get so political these days um, because they know they have that, they have that following. They are, they have that, well, power really it is. Like if you can make millions of people listen to you by, well, like a, by a lifetime of pretending to be someone else and like really good at pretending to be someone else, um that's that's a lot of power and you can make people do a whole lot of things because you know you're the star you're famous you know you know what's what's best for us well, us normies yeah um I, I haven't even we just been talking i haven't actually really um started in on my notes um, the first thing I had on my on my notes was explaining what we mean by the magic of Hollywood and like, or at least when, when I talk about it, what I'm referring to, I know you may have a, a slightly different um, look on it. Mm -hmm. um, but um, do explain. I know we just we just went off, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it was. It was great. I like it. Um, we already touched on some of what I have anyways, naturally, which is awesome. Um, but so when when I talk about magic, uh, I'm I'm talking about um, our connection to um, the creator, which to me, that connection I see it through the imaginal realm, the realm of imagination, the realm of dream. That's um, everything from you know our that we our our consciousness comes comes in from, um, and um, there a couple of books that really hammered this in. Um, mm -hmm. 
is um, the book um, Weaving Fate, um, which it's a really um, interesting book. I'm, I'm currently reading it um, on Flow State on Weaving Spiders. Okay. It's, it's an interesting book, and it has um, a lot of references um, to Northern culture in it. It could um, be interesting to people. And um, the Juju Handbook, the Juju Handbook also, um, those two really, when I when I read them, and, and as as someone who really likes creating, I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense that, you know, we are, um, a, you know, we are a piece, we are created by the creator, you know, However, you want to look at it. If you're going to yeah. say Odin or you know whoever, we are created by them. We're crafted by them, and we have, you know, we we have their their spark in us as well, and yeah. so naturally that would make us creators. And to, um, so you know that's why, um, one of the amazing things that man can do is is create like when when a man is creating he he's he's communing with the creator yeah. with earth earth with god you know right and all, with all that um and um when 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 you're creating it's you're um you're basically um how these books explain it is you're basically using um, manifestation. You're you're creating something in the imaginal realm, in the mm -hmm. ether, and then you're the one that's bringing it down. You using this like inner alchemical process to yeah. bring it from the the higher um, imaginal realm into the physical realm, and to do that, you have to work with balance between the spirits and the earth because um you know you're you're the i like i like this one this is this is another good one about how like up is down and yeah yeah and um so you're kind of you're you're that mediator. I refer to it because I was a big Avatar fan, and you know, Avatar in in the in the series. That's the um, they call him the bridge between the, the spirit world and our world, and mm -hmm. you you are that. And so when when you're creating, you're 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 combining combining the two, really. Oh. And so when when I'm when I'm talking about magic, I'm talking about. Um, that sense of um, of taking something from um, the imaginal realm and bringing it into the earth. That, to me, that's um, that is how magic um, comes. Um, it works in our reality. It, it's not, you yeah. know, what they show in movies where it's just like giant energy beams blasting from yeah or something you know like the the dragon ball z kamehameha <laughs> i mean it's you know it's it's cool it looks awesome and but that's that's not um it's not how it works 
Um, unfortunately, would be cool though if you could like actually, you know, do that. I mean, you you destroy too much probably, but um, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's uh, another reason, like uh, together with the, with the sigil magic, of course, why when a like when a particular movie is uh, is just so good, like you get like immersed in it, you know, your your brave start is or your your brain is uh, vibrating on a on a different wavelength. Um, like best example I have is uh, what I'm actually trying to get started on the drive is the Lord of the Rings. You know, just just the books are so incredible. And then if you see what um, what Peter Jackson has done with the movies, it's amazing. You can get like absolutely lost in them. I mean, I know with the with make, making notes, um, I just I had to like deliberately pause the movie sometimes just to write down some notes because you know they're they're so awesome. I get completely lost in them, and I think that's um, it's it's the intention too, of course. Yeah. Um, because they can, then they can, you know, show you a lot of things, tell you a whole lot of things, and um, and you don't even know what's what's happening because you're so immersed in that world, but your subconscious still picks it up. Yeah, that's why Disney, you know, they're they're, they're um, they use um, like the, their workers are called the Imagineers. Um, they're. Oh. Um, you know they're the, um, the the you know the most uh, happiest, the most magical place on earth, and they <laughs> they, they they use the, the term oh you know the Disney imagination these they, they um, even their um the they they have on on Disney Plus their first um, um, VR um, like oh like video it's like a short film but the whole premise of it is you go into the lane of imagination and you try to rescue the lane of um of the these little sparks of um lost ideas oh wow speaking of immersing yourself in a in a film immersing yourself in another world that's like taking it quite literally yeah it's and you know this disney that the whole the whole thing is is taking you know all these these old stories whether it's grim you know fairy tales or or whatever yeah. and you know bringing it into the modern subconscious but also you know changing it and wielding it themselves you know altering it um yeah and that i mean they um, that they did a really good job at first, but um, because I, I I do believe that um, like in in the very like early stages of Disney, you know, when they took more of the the grim stories, I do believe it was about the story and about the um, about the arts. But I mean, like of course, you know, money. We all know money and power corrupts, unfortunately, and now i mean just look at what disney 
owns now what they have what they have bought over the um well, over the decade basically you know fox and the star wars franchise and you know like uh, they have they are like almost in complete control of everything well imaginary basically yeah yeah there uh, i honestly i think overall just to um in in just of what disney's goal is i think it, it is to you know capture the imaginations of of, of the youth in a way because um there i don't know what the 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 ending goal is is for it, but you know, the, there's power there. There's magic there, because um, you know we perceive our own realities. You know, each of us are is are a doorway to, you know, is is connecting to the creator. So whatever spark we we have, they that 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 they want to to capture to to use on. A spiritual energetic level you know it's they're obviously up up to something and just the fact that um you know they they um a, they, their image is oh we'll you know we're for the kids when um alan marcus um dot com mentioned to me before and I, I love this saying I've started saying it myself now and that is um, Disney is actually not for kids it's yeah and I, I look at it I'm like you know what it's it's not you know look at how many um, um, Disney um, adults you know <laughs> you know that, that oh, there is too, too many by now and but those are all the you know those are people like my age or age like we grew up with those those early disney movies we saw it well basically become as so rich to the point that they can buy star wars that they can buy like buy marvel like you you gotta be rich you gotta have some some good money to like buy yeah. those two franchises or like those those two brands basically yeah they're and, and speaking Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, that's it's it's insane. But I think it's um, the the people who are so obsessed with it now, or the adults at least, um, they are still well. They they may be adults and like they have they are of adult age and they have you know a, a day job and whatever. But they're still kids, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I couldn't say what part Disney has to play in that. But they could never, um, well, like Peter Pan, basically, they never grew up. So now they're just adult children. Yeah, they're. It's um, they're. For for us males, um, I I've one a really good um, good book that I've I've read um, um, called um, 
uh, rediscovering the mature masculine. And what you're describing is um, is called, um, there was two things, boy psychology and man psychology. And when a man is stuck in boy psychology, um, there was a couple of different um, perverted archetypes they become. And the Disney adults would be considered the high chair prince is, is okay. what it's referred to as in the, in the book. Um, mm -hmm. Which, you know, you picture a, a kid in the high chair and, but they're, they see it as like a throne almost. So they're domaining everything there. They, they want yeah. this and they, if they don't get the way they, they, they throw a fit and all these, all these different architectures that they're not mature, they're not well balanced. Um, but also, you know, we're talking about Disney, but um, Disney ABC is, is just one giant section in, in the legal sense that owns Hollywood. You also have like Viacom, CBS and Time Warner are the yeah. other two really big companies. Um, and speaking of um, just the names that they use alone has some type of sigil magic to it. Um, yeah. For instance, um, one of Disney's um, other studios that they release, like some of their, their, their more uh, un-Disney branded movies from, it's called Touchstone. Um, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit um, was released under Touchstone Studios. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Um, and, uh, and Touchstone um, is... A touchstone, you know, you you leave at the your the threshold of your house um, to protect it, you know, to give um, a, a prayer to. Uh, so it's this, it's this kind of like totem at the, the uh, of a threshold, which is, yeah. is exactly they're they're picturing, they're they're telling you that at the beginning of every movie, um, and then you have like Lionsgate, of course, that's another. Yeah, you know, they literally call it yeah. Lions Gate. That one's pretty obvious. Um, yeah, that's that's a very um, <laughs> uh, what is, what is it again? Uh, Freemasons, very Freemasonry. Yeah, and very yeah. The, uh, yeah. Eleven lever, eleven eleven, jockeying and Boaz, the two pillars type of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, the two pillars. You'll see that in every movie, just about. Yeah. It's okay. it's in the on the poster for the new Pinocchio movie. They literally have. Pinocchio at a threshold, but it's all in like the way it's shaded. The the doors, the open doors to the 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 door he's standing in front of. You just see like the the edges of it, so it looks yeah. just like like two pillars. And then you, oh, then you have the, that that giant <laughs> being looking at him through the threshold. And I'm like, are you kidding me, Pinocchio? Really? It looks yeah, it looks it's... wild. But it, yeah, it it's a very prominent symbol, um, and yeah, you know, they they use these even Time Warner, they're warning you, they're warranting you your time. They're like, okay, you can watch our movies, but your 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 toll is what we're going to warrant you is your time. You know, your your next two and a half hours of your life, we're going to yeah. take from you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like they, they don't just pick those names because, you know, it sounds good or whatever, you know, sometimes, I mean, I do wonder sometimes, you know, whether it's, it's uh, 
like sometimes just movies are like produced by like five different studios and all with their like their own kind of you know intro and whatever and um i don't i don't know if you if you know this but like the um like how how in the in the in the beginning of uh, of the movie you know produced by this studio and then they have their own little like little shorts you know their little short introduction to the studio um you know the most famous being uh, oh god what is it again like the the statue of liberty looking lady oh, oh columbia yeah columbia like i mean that's that's like solar symbolism apollo that's that's quite obvious um the unicorn being you know a mythical being also related to uh some of the most powerful most wealthy families and bloodlines um living here uh so those two you know can be quite obvious but i'm just wondering like there are so many studios and they all have their little introduction so to speak their little little clip and in, in where they introduce themselves as you know such and such studio um like how, how much do you know of that is that something you have gone into already or is that something that we uh we perhaps should touch on in a uh, on a later episode because oh I, yeah I, we could we can do touch down on a later episode um i've gone into it a little bit here and there uh, my who friend roger rabbit um king of cups episode i go into it a little bit because you know um who friend roger rabbit was this like very rare instance of these studios i look at them as covens yeah <laughs> really they kind of basically just like coven. these these covens working together on their spell um and so i um I, I I kind of touched on on those studios and why they chose them for the beginning of that movie in particular, but I ha- overall I haven't really gone into it be- before okay. on a video, so it's I mean, definitely something we could go into. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And like the the one thing we uh, or the the one we all know is uh, what is it like THX, where it's just like so incredibly loud. <laughs> Like that you have to, you know, you have to turn your TV like way down because, oh shit, TXS, quick, 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 quick. It's like, yeah. it's so, like just so loud. And that, that's, and they never, like to my knowledge at least, they never changed that. It's always been the same tone, same volume, same high volume. And I mean, like there, there has to be, something to that and I, I i really look forward to like going deeper uh, into that like into my own research and yeah with, i'll uh, have to go into it more myself as well i yeah that's uh, something it, i haven't really i've been looking at like the movie side of things but i haven't really looked into the branding of it yeah no i mean branding like speaking of sigil magic you know that's that's another another big part like they don't just i mean the Oh, everything is sigil magic. Yeah. Basically, the you know the names are well, they're sigil mas- magic, totemic magic, a a spell in of itself. Um, yeah. 
the the branding the you know the symbols that they that they use it's not just you know oh this looks cool no you know since when does hollywood do anything that is not like not on purpose since when do, do they do anything without there being a certain agenda attached to it yeah that that's what um i think it is it's interesting you know we we, we talked about these topics and yeah they're, they're far out there and maybe they're not all correct because we're not fully in the know so maybe we're in the ballpark but you know we're not hitting every home run um so to speak but also you know when when we do talk about these things they're like oh you're just overthinking it, whatever. They're just they're just movies, yeah. this or whatever. And it's like these are multi-million dollar productions that take a whole team that are planned for years in advance. Like it's you, you basically have to hire a small village of people. You know, like even behind the scenes, all the you know the the people who do. The lighting, the rigging, the the, the sound. Uh, you know, you there's there is so much that that uh, you know. As I mentioned at the, at the beginning, just so many moving parts that have to come together and work as a whole. And there's so much money involved as well. Yeah. You know, like some, well, let's say A-list actors. You know, I, I don't, I don't like Hollywood elites. Uh, you know, as you said, they're not elite. So, A-list actors, they are asking twenty million dollars just to read a script and consider taking the part, and they're get, actually getting paid that because the studios want that actor, they want that individual so bad. It's like, well, if it's you know, if that's what's going to cost us, you know, if it's going to be $20 million just as a, you know, an entrance fee, basically. Oh, yeah, for 20 minutes, for 20 mil, I'll read it. Cool. Here's 20 mil. Yeah. That, also, that's, that's insane. What I think is interesting about that is there's, there's a magical reason as well for that. And that is um, when, when, these actors take in these archetypes because, you know, that, that's what they're doing. Um, a very good example um, is, um, oh, the guy that plays Doc Brandt, Doc Brandt from Back to the Future, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. All of his um, characters, for the most part, the majority of his roles that he takes on are very Zeus-like characters. That is the archetype that he likes to chain on. And so when they hire him or an actor, you know, like that, who take on these archetypes who are basically channeling these energies, they're, you know, it, well, when. Uh, oh, Chris, you still there? Kind of lost you there for a moment yeah exactly it's typecasting i was i was just about to mention that um yeah let's see pros up on uh, on my 
ends. I'm looking at YouTube. Yeah, he. Okay, I hope he can come. Aw. Oh, there goes King of Cups. Um. Okay. Hope he comes back. That was that was good stuff. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is podcasting made easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podcasticaudio.com slash easy. But yeah, it, um, well, uh, Josh, child of Ash for 20, um, he a ledger and uh, the joker i think uh like that's definitely a role there has been speculation um that he never really got out of it he never really uh he never really got out of that that role um yeah i think oh wait there he is yeah and we're back. back sorry about that my my internet went down uh it happens it happens um guess we're uh we're touching on all the all the right things uh yeah no but as um yeah no jo- uh josh uh like made a made a good call typecasting it's yeah, uh podcasting. and um like talking about Heath Ledger and after the Joker, like how uh, there are stories uh, going making the rounds that he um, he never really got out of that role. He never managed to um, to shake it entirely, and that that is what in the end drove him to uh, to do what he did. Um, but yeah, type typecasting definitely is a is a thing. Like it's it's a thing that like a lot of actors like actually make their money with. Like just portraying this kind of archetype because they're they're so good at it. And um, the other thing with actors uh, is a like a question that I've heard come up a lot is. Um, especially you know like the the more a-list actors like when do they stop acting like if they are so good at portraying someone else if they are so good at like uh, on film you know faking their emotions like crying on demand and like getting you know getting all mad and whatever like if the cameras stop rolling if they are in you know everyday life or what is for them everyday life at least um uh, like how, how do you know that they are that they're not still acting how do you know that they are not still in a role 
so to speak. And I think that's that's a it's a it's a tricky question. Um, like, what are your what are your what's your opinion on it? What do you I what do I you think? think huh. I think expressing now anymore. Um, they, um, they, um, are, they, they, they don't, um, get out of that role, especially now because, um, of things like social media, you know, they, um, for like Marvel movies in particular, in, in the contracts, um, they they have deals to where you know they have to be a certain way even on social media to not ruin um, the the Disney image, right? Yeah. So they're, they're always on. They, you know they have these, these followings, these fans, and they they have to always be be even more so on now more more so. In, in the past, in the, in the past, you know, at least you know they could go home, you know, lock their doors or whatever, and you know, not and just kind of leave um, their their, yeah. their their work life, you know, you know, in their work life. But now everything's so that those lines are so blurred that yeah, you know, have to be on. So it's a constant state of of having to be in this channeling like state yeah and uh like i'm a i'm a big wrestling fan myself and i know that especially um you know back in the back in the day especially back in the in the territory days for example uh like in, in wrestling you would call it kayfabe that's like the 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 universe of wrestling you know that's that's where the where the stories happen and all that like even after they uh after the show was was over they had to keep up kayfabe you know they had to keep up that appearance so if on if on tv or if like in the in the ring um you played a bad guy then you were supposed to act like a uh, like a bad guy outside of it as well hey <laughs> keep dropping in and out yeah um no but like in like in, in so many uh ways of entertainment that was the case i don't know if you picked it up but like even in wrestling that was the case if you're yeah. like a bad guy in the ring or a bad guy on tv you had to be a bad guy in real life as well and um like we we're speaking of sigil magic and word magic and whatever and yeah i, th I think it's like, that's the one thing that um it's a thing that like just came up i don't know if it means anything but we uh like we see those actors we see those people as cool right and like we we are their fans we are the one keeping them cool it's just i don't know that that's it's it's a, a odd play on words but i don't i don't it just came it came up um yeah just made me made me think of it uh you know as as i've heard that you do um like on the spiders and uh at interverse uh, yeah it, just 
it's like we're, we're we're the ones fanning them with giant banana leaves yeah basically you know yeah 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 i mean we're we're making sure that they are cool you know yeah. and now nowadays we do that by you know going to the movies that they they star in uh that they play in i should say and um like uh, as as we also touched on earlier that people wanting to be like a set actor in a way they have become a archetype yeah. themselves you know like brad pitt's just like isn't just brad pitt it's brad pitt he is you know the movie star he is the you know the badass and you know with so many other other actors and actresses you you have that as well like you've always had you know the the stereotype or the archetype of the blonde bombshell yeah well you still have that you have the archetypes of the uh, like the more wise old man or the you know the the seasoned veteran so they have yeah. become archetypes themselves by um like playing certain archetypes by being typecast by being stereotyped yeah and even you, you go back into like um like ancient times when they would put on these these day-long plays right yeah um and they even even saw it as you wasn't yourself you was the, the gods that you was playing right yeah you was you literally you was you were channeling them that, that's um that's one of the reasons why I, i'm using the word channeling so much referring to these actors because they're it's still the same thing it's the only yeah. thing that changes is we don't us as the audience are made to not believe that that's what's happening right suspending your disbelief yeah yeah like it's not you know a sad actor playing a role no he is that character he is you know the one that yeah like it Shiloh says, is always Shiloh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah true <laughs> you know there there is just some that's that's also a thing like there are some actors like it doesn't matter in what you know and what what role they play what movie they 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 um they play in they are just them you know but that's that's another thing they are uh like they are their own archetype yeah. they are their own stereotype and like that's that just it works in just in so many in so many ways and like that's just it's just the people it's yeah. just the the people we see on the on the silver screen or if we are at home on the yeah the big the big black mirror uh yeah that, that was another thing i had in my notes of course you know we've heard the black murals the silver screen flirtation as red heart chili peppers um refers to it as um the, you know of course that's that's a part of magic the silver screen that's mercury um you know, you can call it a famier, um, when I call it as, as well. Um, mm -hmm. and also, you know, we, um, talk going back a little bit when we was talking about how they're, 
they re replace our constellations, our stars, and put it on the screen and are, you know, showing us these these stories. Um, that's where we get a lot of our beliefs, like our beliefs from space, comes basically all from modern sci-fi and when i talk about modern sci-fi i'm not talking about the old sci-fi stories because a lot of the, the your classic sci-fi stories still happened on earth it were just creatures and monsters now we call them yeah. creature fe features or whatever um but modern sci-fi you know, is always you know out out in space always you know, the whole star wars the star track of it all um, and and wasn't and, it even that the uh, I, I may be mis misremembering it, but the first um, the first time that like the the ball Earth was shown was with Universal and their logo. Um, I, I may um, be misremembering that, but that I believe that was I would have either to look into the, that. either the first one of the one of the the first. Um, and like even even if they're not, um, they are now, well, basically the ones really pushing the the ball Earth idea. I'm not a, like another flat Earth or whatever by by any means. I don't I don't know. I mean, all I know is that you know it's it's a realm. That that's I know that. Yeah. Um, same but, same thing. This is going to be even more controversial, I think. Same thing with dinosaurs. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm not saying that there wasn't ancient, um, ancient creatures. You know that because obviously there are still bones and skeletons. But the the idea of you know all you know that's the idea of oh these are these creatures called dinosaurs, and um, you know when they die they um, they create fossil fuels, right? That's that that strictly basically just comes from Jurassic Park, basically. And maybe yeah, like, it's, like that. Uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned it. I I actually just today uh, saw a uh, a video on YouTube of a uh, of some guy. He did, he did really well though, but who um, uh, took some of the uh, the most famous, most well-known uh, scenes of the Jurassic Park movies, but then recreated the dinosaurs to make them look accurate, to make them look historically accurate, as to you know, with uh, all the scientific finds that we uh, that we have done now, and that gives you a whole different look on things. Yeah. You know, and especially, and I, I think that's the, the that was the, the funniest thing with the velociraptors, for example. You know, in um, in the uh, in the movies, they are this well, still like big, dangerous creatures who can, you know, kill you with like basically one slash of their like giant toenail. Um, but in reality, they were no bigger than a chicken. I mean, there there were uh, velociraptor types or like uh, adjacent to velociraptors who were that big, but the actual velociraptor was the size of a chicken. I think, you know, I think my cat was 
bigger than your average velociraptor. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there are you know, people that um, go into how, um, what oil um, is um, a natural occurring substances from deeper within the earth. Um, because there's there's moons on other around other planets that have oceans of oil because of of all the elements that they they it needs to produce it. They have, you that know, must have, that must have been a whole lot of dinosaurs. Yeah, and it's like okay, so the, so if that if fossils are just a bunch of dead dinosaurs, and why are they on other you know other moons other other planets why are we finding exactly these reserves? there's and like and just so many tens of millions hundreds of millions of years later you'd think that by now especially now that we're using oil for everything you'd think we'd run out by now but somehow we keep like we keep finding new oil fields even and it's yeah. like so then if those are basically just like fossilized and decomposed dinosaurs how many were there to produce that much oil that we can like basically literally create anything from it that we use nowadays? Yeah. And that, that doesn't that doesn't add up. Like literally, it doesn't add up. <laughs> there it doesn't. Um also um you know we, we talked about Disney, Walt Disney earlier. Um he um there's resources out there um um that have come to light that he was um in um communications with at least at least um acquaintances if not friends with alistair crowley and both walt disney and crowley uh helped fund um nasa when they got established. Oh, wow. And so that's why I think it's, it's interesting in all these movies like Toy Story, how you have, you know, Andy, um, you know, he, first he's just obsessed with cowboys, right? Yeah. And then, and then he sees, you know, he, he sees like a cartoon of Buzz Lightyear and he's like, oh, space. And then he's all about space. Yeah. Uh, anytime we see little kids in movies they're always like um obsessed with dinosaurs or wanting to be an astronaut it's like you're telling me that kids aren't interested in anything else like yeah some kids are of course you're gonna have the, but the amount of that we see in movies is is very natural yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no now that now that you mention it and that's um like especially with uh, with Andy in the first Toy Story movie, I think you could say I think you could even see it at like first, you know, with the the cowboys and all. It's very like very grounded, very much here on here on Earth. And then, you know, like Buzz is the shiny new toy with all the you know all the bells and whistles, and not just you know a, you, you pull a cord and that, and then you know there is a snake in my boot. You know Buzz Lightyear like. He has, you know, the lights and the wings and, you know, like I said, you know, all the bells and whistles. So you see him basically become like enamored 
with it and then like go to go to space you know kind of lose himself in that no longer no longer grounded yeah which i, I think it's interesting because you know we've always pictured the heavens and everything as like the clouds the sky you know that's where odin yeah. and, you know, that's what you know, that's where the, the, the city this beautiful the place yeah yeah, yeah yeah and in outer space is beyond the sky that's the outer you know that's that's above that and so to me i've always hmm. found it, it it it's it's interesting that you know that they're that their their push was like oh let's go beyond 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 the heavens right it's it's yeah it's to, interesting to infinity and beyond exactly um that's no that's a good one because if and, you know if and, if, if the clouds oh, if the you know the clouds if that is where you know god is and where the gods resign and whatever then then what is up there then what what is space if heaven is in the clouds then what is space yeah um and another thing i thought we could um slightly touch on i know we're mm -hmm. um we're, we're we're getting um past the hour mark but i uh i wanted to um bring up um a little bit of history of um silent movies um oh because yeah. um it's um, some of us spiders, um, we we do a, a a movie night, and we'll we'll watch some movies, and then, um, and one of the first ones that I went to that um, um where I kind of became friends with a lot of the the spiders was um, we watched um the nineteen um fifteen silent film The Gollum, which is uh, amazing movie. I, I love it. It's, it's honestly, it's probably up there with one of my favorite silent movies. Now, uh, it's it's so interesting because there's so much um, 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 like alchemical process, a lot of um, Kabbalic symbolism. Um, it's it's like it's the story of of Frankenstein. It's it's um, Frankenstein, yeah, Frankenstein basically is a golem. Yeah, yeah. Um, fr um, Frankenstein was um, a, a, another iteration of this story. Um, sure. The, the 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 golem is is it's just that classic tale of an alchemist creating uh, a golem, a homunculus, because a golem and homunculus are essentially this the same thing. There's you know, you can you can debate on on the, the slight differences, but essentially it's the same thing. It's creating this well, column. Two two sides of the same coin. Yeah, two sides of the same coin. Um, uh, he he creates it, and but they show you the the process. It isn't just like in a modern movie where it's just like, oh, well they're going to cut to the next scene and he's alive, which happens a lot in in how movies are 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 cut nowadays. You know, yeah. This was. They had this full set of people and these of these get ups, and they were doing this. They show the alchemical like notes that he has, and he does the ritual. They show him giving the breath of life and what the of what that is. Like it's 
this they oh, literally wow. show you this ritual of him creating a god of course it's a guy in a suit when you know throughout yeah the no of, of, of course but it's it's the symbolism the ritual that that counts yeah and even frankenstein um that word comes from the the root word um, of homunculus so even in the name frankenstein they're telling you that it's it's uh, it's a golem. It's it's homunculus. It's the same story. It's very wow. interesting. But even a lot of these um, these silent silent movies um, was very ritualistic, you know. Um, so e even the the roots of of Hollywood, the roots of Hollywood are, are very, <laughs> very um, comes comes from rituals even as well. Um, it makes me makes me think of the classic example um metropolis that's yeah. that's very much like it's a it's a silent movie it's it's hard to find i gotta say yeah. um i've been fortunate enough to um find a copy on the internet and uploaded it on uh, on my odyssey because i was like people just they gotta see this it's, but it's that's, a good movie i like it a lot yeah no but like yeah like even in the silent era, we're talking nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. That's that's amazing. That's yeah. shocking, yeah. almost. And I I I think the difference between now and then is one whatever their whatever the overarching plan is, because obviously there's whoever is doing these rituals have some type of um, some type of plan. So regardless of, of, of what that is, um, the people, even in the silent era, era um, the, the, the more of the, of the common folk, like the, the actors and the directors would be somewhat in the know. The difference is today, I don't think that your J.J. Abrams and, um, and your Vin Diesel's and your Dwayne Johnson's are in the know of what they're actually performing. I think that's as the the difference between the the older films versus the newer ones. I think some may. Um, yeah, well, that's a yes. that's that's a good one. I think I so, think so, definitely so, some still know. Like I think Del Toro, um, is because I mean he he he's talked about his occult interest before, um, mm. and you can just see it in his works that he, you know, that he 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 knows on some level he he knows something. So there are still still some. Uh, I think that the numbers of of those is is lower than what they once was. And maybe that's more of a. Um or now at least more of a inner circle or have become more of a inner circle. Um, I mean, still you, you have to do certain things. You have to be a certain type of, uh, a certain type of individual, individual, a certain type of, of human to, um, you know, to get hired for those movies, whether it's to, to make them direct them, play in them whatever you know they're not just gonna hire someone off the street you know they they already 
uh, you know, you, you spoke of uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. You know, he already came from the entertainment uh, industry. You know, he made a, a name for himself in, you know, in WWE, in wrestling. And he is part of a, um, a wrestling family, a wrestling lineage. Uh, like his his daughter uh, made her debut recently in the WWE, and she is the uh, at least that's what the internet says. I don't know if how much of that is is true, but she is the first fourth generation wrestler. You know her her that's gonna be her great grandfather was the first, and then her grandfather then came uh, like. You know rocky's uh rocky's father and then rocky and then now his daughter you know you you see that in, in just so many things and um john cena another classic example you know or batista dave batista yeah they were they were all uh wwe wrestlers at first they already made a name for themselves in another like really big entertainment or studio or business it has become now um so i think it's 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 interesting you you still there are still requirements you still have to do certain things be a certain somebody and um as josh chalvash uh pointed out already um yeah, you know, if, if if you don't do what they tell you, if you don't do it how they tell you to do it, you know, the the classic line, you'll never work in this town again. Oh yeah. The you just had um you know, you have people like Anne Hirsch, you know, who you know, who had had an incident and there's a lot of speculation around um that yeah. incident. Um, a lot a lot of a lot of people you know a lot of these uh apparent suicides i mean yeah of course you know they were still dealing with issues for you know uh chester bennington from lincoln yeah. park for example may the gods have his soul like we know he we know he had mental issues but there is there is more there is more to play you know we it's kind of what happens when you when you go against against them when you go against the 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 inner circle the hollywood elite so to speak yeah. you know if you if you decide to stop playing their game or even expose what they're doing as an insider you know yeah it and, and a movie that does kind of show that is you know talking about um directors who are somewhere in the know if two breaks um eyes wide shut you know that was that was a big, yeah. big part of, of that movie you know and you know the whole um the the rumors of how those extra 15 minutes of that movie um that you know is basically the reason why you know he got he got cancer canceled if you want to say it like that um canceled you know. quite permanently uh, yeah um yeah like it's it's so many in so many movies of his even um oh his class the his like his best known one i can remember the shining. yeah 
with the um, with the the kids wearing the uh, Apollo T-shirts and um, yeah. the the shapes of um, of the carpet or on the on the carpet, like supposedly he was also involved in faking the moon landing and there there are yeah. rumors conspiracies if you will um that's uh like I, I believe that's the scene where um where he's just like playing with the ball tossing the ball and then like it rolls back to him you see the the, the kid standing up so therefore the, the apollo rocket on his sweater like goes up takes off um yeah and, and basically that was i believe him trying to uh trying to say that hey i was involved in this yeah. um th there are many like many yeah. classic See, examples of that there um the shining is an interesting movie um again one of the movies i watched with the spiders was it's called the shining forwards and backwards um it's because in, in an interview kubrick said to fully understand the shining you have to watch it forwards and backwards so what someone oh. did was they they put the the entire film of the shining in a video editor like premiere or something right and sure. they and they they copied it so it stacked on itself twice and they muted one layer, and the layer that they muted, they reversed the entire movie and put it at 50% opacity. So when you watch it, you're watching it forwards and backwards. You're watching the movie twice um, at once. You're literally watching oh. it forwards and backwards. And it becomes a whole new movie. It literally, the whole movie, just the way everything lines up and creates new imagery and it's just that's it's, interesting especially you know this was back before digital video editors now you can easily do that just by you know um, copying and pasting video files and all this it's yeah you don't, do. you don't you don't you don't have to be that tech savvy anymore yeah um okay. um but back then that was actual film so he had to you know not only frame movie shot but make sure that shot was exactly that length and like he like it was he all had to be pre-planned to create the results that it does create yeah. um Which... and that's um in this on the spiders when on our intros um you'll notice that they they play forwards and backwards or mm -hmm. hyper schedules and the reason why i started to do that is because of that movie i was like i wonder what new um um symbols and stuff i can create by doing th yeah. this, this method. Um, and it's, uh, it's so interesting. A popular one that you'll, uh, you'll see come up a lot too is um, backtracking on, um, on music, on certain music, uh, music tracks, uh, Britney Spears, um, you know, Baby One More Time. If you like play a certain part of that song backwards, it becomes something else entirely uh you know hidden messages and whatever like very conspiracy um sometimes it's just you know it's fun and yeah. uh you know you're, you're speaking of editing uh it's a question that came up with me uh like with like 16 minutes of that kubrick film being cut um 
how much power or how much of the uh the the symbolism and everything that is shown on screen how big of a role do the actors have in that because they are the ones like making it a a movie cutting and pasting it so that it becomes the the best version of itself so to speak so they can they can choose to highlight certain things they can choose to you know as with the Kubrick movie delete like a, a huge chunk of the movie and I, I just I just wonder like yeah we all know the what how it basically works out in the um, movie studios themselves and the process that you know before all of that I mean both both my um, both my siblings, uh, my brother and my sister, are scriptwriters. Um, they really have a talent for that. But like, how many, um, how much of a influence is the the editing? How much would the the editor do to make sure that everything that needs to be seen is being seen? But a great sum um you could um kind of um call the editor in some fashion some type of oracle um in a way um if you if you wanted to you know, try to give it a, a magical term but sure. it, it it also um uh, you it you know, think about um, how, um, you know, we're, we're talking about movies in this discussion, we're, we're talking about them controlling, you know, going back to the whole Disney thing, it's a good example of that, controlling the imagination, your perception, right? And that's yeah. what our editor does. He's, he's editing, you know, the, um, um, what is the, the information, what you're, you're being seen is because a, a good editor can can make a, a, a decent scene, a great scene, yeah. or a de he can even make a, a decent scene into a really crappy scene. Like, yeah, as, no, you'll, um, you'll see that like in just, for example, in a lot of action movies when they do all those all those jump cuts you know now we're there now we're there now we're there now we're there like you you go crazy by just looking at that because there is isn't one thing you can focus on but uh good editors you know sometimes a scene just goes on for so long and there is basically no well at least no cutting because it would take away uh from uh, from the power, from the the um, from the majesty that that scene has, um, yeah, um, and yeah. Like a, a a editor indeed can like make or break a movie. Uh, yeah. it's, it's one one of the complaints I heard a lot with um, the Rings of Power, for example. Just you know, the whole story is based on. The Lord of the Rings. It's you know, it's, that's that's a cope. Um, but that even the editing was just sloppy. That it was that it was late. 
sometimes that it couldn't keep up with the with the movie and i mean i i um i added most of my uh, most of my videos of course uh, i do it all myself still and i really had to uh, to learn it myself and like if i'm doing like just now we're like uh, over an hour and a half now that's still a lot of work to um you know to make it coherent to cut out the cut out the bad parts make this a little you know a little better and this uh you know even making an intro and an outro um that's so it's it's a lot of work yeah and like just and imagine a a two hour hollywood blockbuster how much editing goes into that yeah it um it, it's very it's it's very interesting and another thing um besides um editing that is it's that adds to this magic um is um color grading you know because yeah. um so color grading um is 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 somewhat newer thing it, it came around in, in the 90s when things became more digitalized you had some color grading on film where that was like all on camera when they were looking through the lens and they're basically trying to match the natural colors now color grading is it's its own thing and a lot of times um uh in big Hollywood features, you know, they have an editor and they have a color, a person strictly just for color grading. So it's two separate people. But wow. on smaller projects, like the projects that um, I work on, I will be, you know, the editor is also the person that's doing the color grading. Um, and, you know, colors, we, we, we all know, you know, are, are symbols on their own. They can invoke emotions and different energies and everything. Yeah. Um, and, um, so when color grading became a, th a thing as it is today in in the 90s, um, the two most prominent ones was, um, of course, the Matrix with that puke green color. And yeah. uh, another big one um, was early Michael Bay action blockbusters. He used blues and yellows, which is still a very big common practice today. A lot of your your big blockbusters maybe will color grade it with using blues and yellows. Um, yeah. Which, which is interesting. Think about the, just those colors alone. Pew green. That's the same green that they did for, you know, in 2020 when they showed you the, the computer-generated version of, of this type of virus thing, right? They used that, that pew green color. And blues and yellows, of course, there's... There was a a, a, a a national incident, you know, recently. Yeah, that yeah. Everyone's talking about that they flash these these blues and yellows, and but these but, are these are colors. I'm not saying that the colors are bad within themselves. No, and that's that's they, uh, that, they're, that's they're another thing. Yeah, these, yeah. These energies, and I um, the uh, like one of my favorite uh, podcasts, the Occult Rejects. They did a uh, like a, kind of a short show on um on just colors because there there is so much to um to be found in that 
uh, or they did it on on my third eye. At least it was with the occult rejects. I know that much. Yeah. Uh, and they showed that, um, like in the years leading up to the whole national incident, um, how many times like blue and yellow was used, and like a lot in. Um, like a lot of governments, for example, with their their me messages and messaging to the people would use blue and yellow. And now speaking of green, if you mix the blue and the yellow, you get green. And green is another color where we have like so many associations with, uh, like especially in America, for example. Um, here in the Netherlands, our money is paper money, at least it's multicolored. Um, but, you know, making the green, making the money. Yeah. Uh, green is also a calming color. It's a very natural color, you know, green, blue, and yellow, the color of the, of the grass, the color of the sky, color of the sun. So they feel very natural to us. Yeah. And also, you know, of course, your heart chakra is, is green. So it's tethered to, you know, to heart feelings emotion also the earth so you know you have you have you have all these all these connections that that you can make with with these colors um and it, it's it's interesting because um like coloring just like editing color a color grading can make or or break something um for instance um recently i I watched um, the show The Magicians. Um, it was yeah. a sci-fi show. Um, yeah, you, you you talked about that a little on the on the tribe, yeah. Yeah, and the the, the color grading they use in the, in that show. I mean, as an editor, it was it was kind of driving me crazy. But they <laughs> they, 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 they color grade every world, every round that they go they go to, which it seems like a a, a good idea, but. Depending on the way you you do it, can make or break it. And you know, people like me who you know who work can 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 see it and be like, oh yeah, that's what they're doing. But you know, again, you know, pe people that aren't familiar with with the ins and outs of of the process, and they're not picking up on on all these all these colors. It's very subliminal. It's very you know they're. The, these colors are, are are triggering things in them that they they, they don't fully know. Um, it, it's that you know that there was that the the classic conspiracy quote conspiracy of um, the TV flicker rate, which is the fact that uh, TV screens, you know, um, um, flicker. At a yeah. certain um, intervals, um, and as the tactic um, used um, in hypnosis, you yeah. know, they use lights, flickering lights. Um, so you have um, these altered states of, of consciousness, flashing colors and symbols, and all these ideas. Was um, again that um, that's the hyper sigil of it all. That's the magic spell of it all. Yeah, it's it's just it's fascinating how they they work magic into 
like so many things like basically in in everything like hollywood itself is a magical place and then then everything they they do has a magical meaning or a magical symbol behind it um yeah it's this is this is great this is this is awesome and i uh i really can't wait to uh to dive deeper uh, deeper into this because i i really think that uh, there's just there's so much to so much to tell so much to to find yeah, yeah i'm gonna have to go in a in a minute i know we, we're getting yeah i was more. i was uh i was going to uh, to wrap it up uh anyway um but yeah i'm i'm totally down for a, a, a part two like that this is something that i've been i've been fascinated in for a while i have um even even more notes on other things and i'm sure I, I can i will get more in the future yeah no um, sure this is this is why this is very uh spur of the moment so uh um, yeah i just yeah. i i i thought um what we talked about today is a good setting groundwork for future discussions yeah yeah just touching on a uh, a whole lot of things and um we can definitely go uh, go deeper into it we we are going yeah. uh, going deeper into it and i am looking very much forward to it also looking very much to uh, towards um coming sunday yeah is this it sunday yeah yeah spongebob squarepants and maritime law yeah <laughs> that, that was that's gonna be a fun one um so yeah um a little promotional thing here at the end um the so um it's it's hollywood my so. my, my next um king of cup episode which shine is gonna be a part of um is um a spongebob um square slash maritime law and beyond and i analysis uh we're we'll be talking about spongebob in general but what we're focusing in on is um the spongebob script pants sponge out of water movie um which seems very far out there <laughs> uh, i i um i was last year i was reading books on on, on maritime law and linguistics and things like this and all all of the connections and the, the inner workings of, of those things and then i ended up going to um a, a, a family gathering where um they had that movie spongebob sponge out of water on the tv for the little, little kids mm -hmm. and everyone else was talking the kid was playing and i'm just sitting there telling like well i guess i'm going to be watching the spongebob movie now <laughs> so i started watching the spongebob movie and it hit me since all that stuff was kind of in in the front marinating in my brain since i that's what i was currently reading about and i was like wait a sec spongebob like it's it's incorporating all the all these themes and these ideas anyway and i was like it got me excited but also I was like dude this is so far out there so uh, yeah it no, there. it's you no know, two things that i would have never thought of combining um 
you know, like as, as I mentioned in the tribe, like SpongeBob and Maritime Law, like two things I never thought I would have said. I would have, you know, said in one sentence, like related to each other. Uh, so yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm looking very much, uh, very yeah. much forward to. I, uh, we we briefly touched on it with with the spiders, uh, which I I didn't know was going to be brought up, but Alan brought it up, and everyone liked it, and so I was like, oh. I was like, well, I'm like, I'm the one that was doing that research, and everyone was like, oh, you gotta, gotta go deeper into it, and so I'm like, oh, I guess that's going to be my next video. Sure, you know, let's go, let's go <laughs> under the sea. Uh, let's go under the sea. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah, all uh, all good stuff coming. Oh yeah, so awesome, that man. that will definitely be coming soon. Um, we're recording Sunday. Um, probably take me. You know, say give it a week before it's released. So sometime in the um, next coming weeks, the next month is my Pinocchio homunculus thing because yeah. um, that's when Del Toro's um, Pinocchio movie is coming out, and that's kind of what I'm focusing I'm in on a little bit to kind of um, organize my thoughts. And because I've I've always been a big Del Toro fan, um, and he's just. I have all the Pinocchio stuff, like his seems like the most most interesting because of his occult, you know, interest. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a lot of stuff all, all coming out on your Odyssey channel. Yeah. Um King of Cups, Cups with the K on, on my Odyssey channel. Um and of course I'll be around for um future um Greyhound Pagan discussions. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we would spiders on Saturday nights. Yeah, still need to uh, still need to come on there as well. Yeah. I was I was planning uh, like a couple of weeks ago, but I fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, um, thank you for uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, it's uh, it was very uh, very interesting. You uh, you already touched on some. Uh, some awesome, awesome things. A lot of stuff to, uh, a lot of stuff to think about. A lot of stuff to uh, research. A lot of stuff to go deeper yeah. into. So yeah, yeah thank thanks you, for, uh, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me on. Um, I, I enjoy coming on. I enjoy being part of, of the tribe and everything. It's, it's really, it, you know, it is really, really welcoming, and I've, I enjoy it. And as for everything that that I talk about, like, I, I don't fully believe, at, at, like, I, I'm not, not, everything I say isn't written in stone. So, of course, um, take our discussion today with heavy greenish of, of, of salt, of, yeah. of salt, and, you know, just, just be cautious on, on what my final thoughts would just be. Be conscious on what you consume. You know, you are what you eat, but it's more than just the food you put in your mouth. It's also what you consume mentally and spiritually as well. So when you're yes, sir. consuming, you know, these, these movies and these TV shows, you know, you're, you're enjoying other things. So just be aware that, you know. Yeah. No, you're very much right in that. Always be be cautious. Always stay conscious. And 
yeah, with this uh, all out of the way, final words, wise words from our druids, um, we're uh, going to wrap it up here. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to all who was in the live chat. You've uh, come with some great stuff as well. Very spare at the moment, very last, very last minute. But yeah, thank you. This was the Greyhorn Pagans podcast. Uh, you can find us on all the major podcasting platforms. And you can find the tribe of the Greyhorn Pagans on Telegram and on Minds. Uh, T.me forward slash Greyhorn Pagans Minds. Just look up Greyhorn Pagans. You'll find me. You'll find the tribe. And yeah, until next time. See ya.